0: You're listening to Tech Talk Central.
1: Within the scope of the eHealth Forum, held in Athens between 3rd and 4th of December 2015, we asked a few prominent eHealth stakeholders and policies and strategies regarding interoperability frameworks, national health strategies, and the digital single market, amongst other things. Henrik Martins, president of the board of SPMS from Portugal, and Alexander Berleu, HL7 Chair from Greece, replied to a question, how does compliance with the European Interoperability Framework help a national health system sustainability? At what percentage would you say your country's national interoperability framework is aligned with that of Europe's when it comes to e-health? What are the obstacles and whether their country has a published e-health strategy and what are its core objectives? Listen to what they had to say.
0: So, so, regarding the European interoperability framework, um, we have been using it extensively in terms of creating a, a mindset. Uh, and when I say creating a mindset and extensively, uh, I'll give examples. So, most of our national projects, uh, the patient summary, the e-prescription, um, the electronic death certificate, um, e-referral and, and many other projects, some of which already existed uh, before, have been uh, revised uh, and we have used the framework, the legal, organizational, semantic and technical uh, framework to revise the documents and uh, most of our national projects right now have what we Call a Project Strategic Document, that outlines how the project will evolve in the next coming two to three years, depending on the project. Mm-hmm. And all of those projects um, and all of those documents have been written uh, um, following the, the European Interoperability Framework.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm talking about 12 documents already. Uh, we also use it to, uh, to look at how we collaborate with partners in the European setting. Uh, especially uh, in Luxembourg and other countries with which we have bilateral protocols. And the fact that there is a common framework, uh, you know, is sometimes very helpful even when you're in a meeting, to say, you know, we're talking about organizational now, we're talking about technical. Um, And and I would say that regarding obstacles, It's really the fact that many people haven't understood uh, that e-health is not just a technical layer uh, Mm -hmm. and it's much more about the organizational layer than than the technical layer. Uh, So we're sort of fine with the technical layer to some extent in terms of considering it important. Uh, Not that we don't have technical challenges, of course we do. But the problem is, is getting an understanding, a national understanding, uh, that every IT project in e-health needs to have a legal background as well as organisational um, background. Mm-hmm. Regarding your second question, does your country have a published e-health strategy?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, actually, uh, the, the, that's, uh, we've been invited to present our, uh, our strategy in Brussels next Monday
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, to all the member states and, and I have ans- answered the commission and you know, there's no way we can present our strategy because we don't have a strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, the, po- the point is we don't have a sort of a one-document um, typical strategy that you find in many countries. Um, So, we have different documents that outline uh, concerns about Mm -hmm. e-health, especially in the last years we had an e-government strategy uh, that was mostly focusing on achieving results and lowering IT costs and within that national strategy we had our healthcare chapter. So that, that, that one is published. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are now doing an eHealth 2020 document, and we just published this week uh, the, the results of the, the first workshop, the first large workshop in the country that was held uh, in September, uh, and mm-hmm. we have used the uh, WHO uh, eHealth toolkit mm-hmm. uh, to help us think a little bit about our national uh, strategy. Um, But I'm not sure we will have an e-health strategy document per se or a collection of, um, I wouldn't say scattered, but focused strategies, uh, namely on uh, mobile, on uh, infrastructure, Mm -hmm. on workforce development. So different blocks of strategic thinking uh, will be written in different times according to this 2020 vision.
1: Yes, obviously it's an ongoing process,
0: so... Uh. Yeah, yeah. And, and I am very, uh, personally, uh, I am I'm not very in favor of, um, you know, large documents, large procurement and large projects, but rather incremental approach. Every week we develop something new and we, you know, last year, for example, we were launching every month a new um, national project. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's been our strategy to some extent. Is is what I normally say in meetings. Our strategy is the implementation.
1: As you know, I represent H7 Greece, so I don't represent in any case the national government in any uh, in any way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's. Similarly, in Greece, there is no existing uh, national uh, e-health interoperability framework in place, mm-hmm. but I know that they have done a lot of preparatory work on establishing one in the future. And in fact, it's part of a new law, uh, which when well, I thought that knew it was at the end of 2013, when they aligned with the cross-border healthcare. Uh, guidelines with the European Union, they they mentioned that they will create a national uh, interoperability framework within as uh, one of their next steps. So we are waiting for this to happen. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it seems that in Greece it's going to be based on the European interoperability framework, because in fact uh, the European uh, Commission has done a lot of preparation work there, so they have already Established a list of use cases that cover also national and regional use cases, so it can be used be used locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, they have uh, in uh, on 29th of July, they have uh, issued a, a soft law, which is a recommendation uh, on the reuse of 27 uh, IHE integration profiles to be mm-hmm. used to procurement, as procurement guidelines in any country. Mm -hmm. So, those 27 IHE profiles, IHE stands for Integrating the Healthcare Enterprise, Mm -hmm. Uh, they are the basis for the implementation of the European Interoperability Framework. So, all the uh, pieces of the puzzle are there. What is missing is to create the governance and to prioritize the list of use cases and to make the realization scenarios locally, so it doesn't mean the same thing in all the countries. How to apply an interoperability framework? Each country has its own, uh, let's say, uh, basic needs and priorities. Mm-hmm. So, if we want to speak about Greece, I think that, uh, and we hope, as well as an HDO uh, as H7, that uh, Greece will go this this road as well. Mm-hmm. Why is it important? It's important because uh, you can achieve many things by having an interoperability framework. First of all, you have a better understanding of your needs and your information management uh, system. So you can really define what type of information you need to exchange and monitor. Mm-hmm. And this is what is the strategic goal of any Ministry of Health. They want to have a good and valuable set of information. Mm-hmm. So you can achieve this through an interoperability framework, without disrupting the work done at the point of care by the doctors and the nurses and all this. The last attempt to have a strategy was in 2006. Uh, Since then, there is no revised strategy or new strategy. It's again part of the, the plans of the new government. So, we expect to see probably some initial thoughts in the uh, eHealth Forum conference in, in December this year, which is a local uh, uh, conference, uh, been, uh, some, some kind of announcement or uh, initial roadmap uh, being proposed there. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.